Welcome to the How to Wedding Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Santiago. Today, Maria Gardea is here from the Ring to Everything Podcast. And we're pretty much talking about the mother of the bride 101. So we're talking about how to deal with the moms, point of view of the moms. And we're talking about what the actual job of the mom is for weddings. She is a podcast host about wedding planning. And she also was a mother of the bride. So this is going to be a really interesting interview. The interview is coming up after the intro. So don't leave without us. Because just like what we always say, if we're getting lost... Thank you for having me. You know, I, I remember um, seeing you, was it last year when you started the podcast? Uh, it was, yeah, the middle of last year. Yeah, and I posted it. I'm like, anyone anyone else who's doing podcasting? Because I feel so alone and you posted and I was so happy. And mm-hmm. now I'm happy that we finally got to talk talk to each other and finally have a topic to talk about. I know, I know, I'm excited. <laughs> So before we start, I would love it if you tell the listeners and the viewers mm-hmm. something about yourself that they'd probably be surprised to know about you. Well, a couple things. One, I'm super funny. Just nobody knows it. I don't know why they haven't figured that out yet, but I'm I'm hilarious, I think. And uh, secondly is I am actually going in September to walk the Camino de Santiago in Spain. So I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a it's a pilgrimage walk through to uh, to Santiago, and I'll be starting in Portugal, and we'll be walking about a hundred and fifty miles. I'm not doing the whole trail; I'm doing okay. partial. Okay. <laughs> Only one hundred fifty miles. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least as long as your husband thinks you're funny. Yeah. You're good, right? <laughs> well, we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so now I I want to ask you um what got what got you into the industry what got you started Well it kind of started by accident um I've always been very organized little bit of controlling but uh so I was always helping people with events or you know just kind of taking over when things were going on and it just kind of naturally progressed And I think what solidified it for me is years ago, I attended a wedding and it was the most unorganized thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. And I was just so frustrated. And I'm like, oh, no, no, this could just never happen again. And I just kind of jumped in and it just kind of started about, oh, probably 10, 15, about 10, 12 years ago. And it just kind of progressed from there. So, yeah, just kind of started that way. Okay. And um, so when you were when you were starting out, did you have any like inspiration? Like who were you looking up to? Well, at that time, there wasn't a lot of uh, online stuff. So, you know, Instagram wasn't around, Facebook wasn't around. 
So I was watching a lot of the wedding shows, like whose wedding is it anyway? I don't know if you remember that show, but it was on TLC years and years ago. And so I was getting a lot of ideas from there and inspiration from there. So basically, really, some of the TLC shows that I was watching back in the day. Yeah, I remember you said uh, 12 to 14 years ago you started, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Because I started I started professionally in 2004. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. And then I opened up the company in 2010. So Mm. yeah, Mm -hmm. no social media. Right. I remember there was a a MySpace and Facebook, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't used for for work. Right. Right. Exactly. Not like it is now. Yeah. So, you know, and over the years, of course, just all the great vendors that I've got to know and meet and and learn from, it's just progressed throughout the years through so many people that I've been lucky enough to work with and meet and, um, you know, just network with. Yeah. I love, I love that social media. It's kind of like a double edged sword because Mm -hmm. now it's so easy to access Right. Everything. And I don't know if there's going to be like a bubble or anything like that, but it's just Mm -hmm. so much information that that's Mm -hmm. the reason why I did this podcast is because Mm -hmm. I wanted people to have like a more honest take on the issues, not like, yeah, yeah. not sugarcoated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so now um, I would love it if you tell the listeners um, what you're up to now. What I'm up to now is, well, as you know, I started podcasting, so that's been exciting. That's an exciting new venture. I really enjoy doing that, and um, mine is really geared towards couples and just giving them the best advice I can when it comes to their wedding planning and uh, advice as far as just getting through that first year of marriage because, as we all know, you know the, the day goes by very quickly, and the planning leading up to it goes by quickly after a while. So I really, it's really important to me that their marriages are successful. So that and trying to blog more and just, um, just being out there, you know, just really being out there and, and networking and keeping busy, a lot of contacting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I love that you're going past the wedding. I love that yeah. you're talking about the first year because yeah. I, remem- I remember uh, when me and my wife, we after we got married, the our fridge just had uh cheese cheese and beer for a good <laughs> a good amount of months and you know no one was fortunately for me we lived really close to my mom's house so whenever mm-hmm. we don't have any food right. we knew where to go but i i love that you so what what topics do you usually talk about in your podcast well it's it varies um recently it was just you know right now we're there's a lot of engagements happening the holidays valentines all of that so we i go over just kind of your first basic things on what you want to start doing when you after you got engaged you know kind of those first few steps of planning and solidifying some of your vendors i've also talked about things of you know negotiating the holidays that first year that you're married People don't realize, but that could be very stressful. It's like, whose house are we going to go to? Whose traditions are we going to follow? So I just kind of give advice on on that and really stress the importance of creating their own traditions. Um, I've gone over things such as dating, you know, your purpose for dating. Is it marriage? Is it just fun, casual, decide? So you're not wasting each other's times. So just a variety of topics, basically, that are geared towards relationships, couples, marriage, and wedding. That's cool. I remember we talked about this uh, mm-hmm. off off the interview, and right. it's a, a it's it might be a really good podcast topic too. <laughs> but you know, 
Well, I now I want to ask you, uh, what are the most common since, since we've we both have like a lot of weddings under our belts? Right. What What's the most common, if not the most common, but like an issue that you encounter with couples when they're planning their wedding? Something that really you really want to emphasize on? Mm-hmm. A lot of outside opinions. They get so many outside opinions that they get so confused and they don't know what they want to do. And they, they start feeling conflicted, like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. And, you know, but they said I should do this and they said I should do that. And, you know, when you're working with professional vendors, they're, they have the couple's best interest in mind. And so when you start getting that pushback, well, no, my friend said I should do it this way because of X, Y, and Z. That is probably the biggest thing that I personally run into. I don't know about you, but I know I run into that as a planner and coordinator. Everybody else's opinions on how it should be done. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We, well, whenever we get something like that, we, all, we just always tell them, tell your coordinator mm-hmm. and tell us. We don't right. want, we love surprises, but we don't <laughs> want surprises. Right, so we need exactly. To be able to capture everything that you want, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Like we we get sometimes couples who don't have a coordinator, and we have mm-hmm. to step in. And thankfully, right. we have enough experience under us mm-hmm. that we we could be like, okay, we could do the first look, but we have to do this now. You know, stuff right. like that. Exactly. So, I love that. That's your goal is to be mm-hmm. able to provide information not just to just take it and you know right. if they hand it to you you're just going to take mm-hmm. it because not everyone does that and mm-hmm. only the the mm-hmm. i want to say tenured the more experienced <laughs> people know mm-hmm. what to do with those things so th- right. I, I think that's a really important thing to do yeah i i agree be able to handle those little emergencies and put out those fires without stressing yeah and mm-hmm. so talking about outside opinions <laughs> Let's go into the topic. Exactly. Exactly. Good good segue. So the thing is, you know what? I want to talk about what what are the modern duties of the mother of the bride, since we're going to talk about mother of the bride. Right. It's changed throughout the years. Um, You know, years and years ago, the mom was pretty much doing a lot of the planning uh, with, with with the daughter, and things have changed now. You know, you've got, like I said, we've got social media, you've got Pinterest, you've got Facebook. Everybody is now just like envisioning things aren't so cookie cutter anymore like they used to be. So you have brides that have a certain vision and they're being so much more creative and so much more DIY. So when um, when it comes to the mom, I think it's just really important now to just support her daughter, offer advice, uh, give her thoughts on things and just really support her now because things have changed from maybe when they got married and, you know, their wedding was very different than what weddings are today. I mean, even mine, I mean, I got back married way back a long time ago and it's just changed so much. So these are the, the expectations, right? This Mm -hmm. is the Mm -hmm. perfect scenario. (laughs) The perfect scenario. The perfect scenario is be involved, but not over step your boundary. And that would be mo- both for the mom of the bride and for the groom, to be honest with you. I've seen some groom moms bit 
I live overstepping their bound as well. They're, they're those boundaries, but for the mom, just really be supportive, be there, help, uh, you know, they're, they're helping with the bridal shower. They're helping with um, ideas and planning, but they're not taking it over anymore. Like respect what your daughter's wishes are and what they're envisioning for their day and just be really supportive there and attend those vendor meetings. You know, you're not going to get that time back. So go with her and enjoy the experience is what I really tell my moms now is just enjoy the experience with her. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that, I think over the past at least the ten year span of us being in business, mm-hmm. we realize that once you decide that you're gonna get married, you don't have to have a wedding. So right. once you decide that you're gonna have a wedding, that means exactly. it's already a luxury. Like you, right. you are going to spend money, and in yes. Southern California, yes, <laughs> it's not, it's not cheap. So. Mm-hmm. You know, the the moms, the couples, when they decide to get married, they're going to have the full thing, like a planner, right. a photographer, mm-hmm. hopefully a videographer. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're paying all these people so much money to right. organize the event for them. So that's that's really good advice to just tell the moms, just go with them. Just enjoy the right. process. Enjoy the process. And, you know, you, you brought that up about, you know, once they have this luxury of a wedding, which is true. Most couples are paying for a lot of their own weddings now. It's not the parents paying for it so much. Parents are contributing still for the most part, and some may be paying you know, a bigger portion of it, but the couples are now paying for a lot of those weddings, at least the ones that I've been working with. And it's really hard when parents are putting in money, they feel like, well, now I should have a say in this because I'm giving you money. And that's a really hard one Yeah, because <laughs> you know, it adds up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, now I want to talk to you about your daughter recently got married. <laughs> right. Was it like it, super recent? It's got not married, like super uh, recent. A year ago. A year oh, ago. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So describe to us your position <laughs> as the mother of the bride. Well, you know, I always, you know, I've worked with moms before and I'd always say, just, you know, enjoy the ride. It's their wedding. Yeah. Give them your advice and hopefully they take it. And then my advice to the brides would be, you know, give mom or your or dad or your parents, give them something, compromise somewhere and be okay with it. You know, don't argue everything. Then my daughter became engaged and I started seeing everything I'd envisioned for her since she was very little. And so right away, the mom planner mode popped into my head and I was, you know, looking up the, I had created a, a guest list like years before thinking, oh, she's going to get married one day. This is going to be the guest list, right? So like, I'm actually looking at that. I'm sending her all this information. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm doing the exact same thing I tell moms not to do. So I had to kind of step back and just really look, you know, really just listen to her vision and what she wanted out of this. And then just really support her in that and help her get the wedding that she wanted and that they envisioned for themselves that was going to reflect them and not me. And I think that's the hardest part is stepping back. So it reflects the couple and not the parents' wishes. So while she did incorporate some things that were important to me, I chose to pick my battles. Like what are like the really important two or three things? And those are the ones I'm going to kind of not maybe fight for, but uh, 
press a little harder for. And I knew which ones I could kind of probably get away with. And she was really good about it because I didn't push everything else on her that I wanted. So I think just finding that nice compromise and communication. And I'll tell you, it was hard to step back as a planner and a coordinator, being a little controlling. It was difficult, but I'm so glad I did. And I just trusted. I just trusted all the vendors that we hired. I hired I hired a coordinator because it's like, I'm not going to be the coordinator the day of my daughter's wedding. That's not my role. I, my role is to be her mom. And that's what I want to tell other parents is you don't need to be there overseeing everything and, you know, setting everything up. Spend that time with your daughter and enjoy every minute of the day from the morning you wake up for breakfast and hair and makeup. Be there and enjoy it. Be part of that, that celebration and not not the help, so yeah. to speak. So, yeah. It's tough enough to be a guest at a wedding if you're a mm-hmm. wedding vendor. So I could just mm-hmm. imagine being a mom. <laughs> mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> were, were, were there any situations in particular that you could share <clears throat> that you tried to push a little harder for? Just so the, the, the audience could uh, yeah. have a visual of what you're right. talking about. Right. Well, um It's always been really important to me that my kids have a church wedding. I had a church wedding. It was huge to me that they have a church wedding. That's not as traditional nowadays because there's so many beautiful venues out there. So she was like, "Mm, I don't really want a church wedding. You know, I want to have an outdoor wedding. That was a struggle for me because I was, I'd always pictured this beautiful church wedding and, you know, and everything. So the compromise was they had this beautiful outdoor wedding, but about three days before they did have a small uh, blessing at the church, which was very meaningful. And that, that was a good compromise because it was just the four of us and it was beautiful and it didn't take away from her vision or anything else of the rest of the day. So I was really happy with that. And then the rest, when the wedding happened, everything was just beautiful. So that, that was a pretty good compromise. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I remember, um, I know someone <clears throat> that, uh, <laughs> I know someone who, uh, wanted a church wedding for mm-hmm. someone for a bride. And she wanted the bride to get married at a church, but the bride right. and the husband have different, Correct. you know. So, so for even after the wedding, mm-hmm. it's still an issue that. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So, but it's they're very firm. Like we don't have right. any money, and right. we needed to just do this right. one thing because. Right. You know, church weddings are expensive. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, it, for, it gets expensive. Yeah, and so I stepped in and I said, because uh, I, I worked with this priest and he mm-hmm. does Catholic ceremonies outside of the church. Oh, and he, he brings He brings the Virgin Mary. You can still offer right, the right. flowers. Mm-hmm. And I told them that. So, but it, it didn't pan out. Oh, I think the they were already booked that day or right, something like right. that. But there are there are options. Mm-hmm, there and, are options because I remember it was a Latino wedding and mm-hmm. the ceremony was outside. He had the Virgin Mary. He was dressed mm-hmm. as a priest. It right. was beautiful. It yeah, was, yeah. It wasn't yeah. 
I think it's a little cheaper than getting married at a church, mm -hmm. but it, it was really, really pretty. Like it's very, oh, yeah. very California to, for mm -hmm. them to do that. It's also more that. convenient. You know, it is hard. I've had couples, you know, several couples have the ceremony at a church and then reception somewhere else. And it does make it a little difficult for guests to travel from one place to another place. So having it all in one location is definitely more convenient for everybody all around, for vendors, for guests, for the couple itself. So I understand that. So I was really happy with that. The only, the other little thing that I got was I got to have at least three very close friends of mine be invited to the wedding because, you know, the guest list is another, that's a, if there's going to be an argument, it's going to be the guest list. Because, you know, the more people, the more expensive the wedding is because that's oh, yeah. more food, more tables, more rentals, more everything. So, you know, keeping the guest list minimal is hard to do when both sides are large, have large families and lots of friends. And then, you know, parents, you know, uh, especially us minority parents, us who have minority parents, we want everybody we know invited. And that just can't always happen. It's just really not realistically possible financially either. And it's not fair to the couple to have all these people that they really don't know that they're paying for at their wedding just because they're friends of their parents. So we, we were respectful of that and we came to a nice compromise with the guest list as well. So, well, going back to your, your point earlier that you wanted to, as a mom, you wanted to take care of, of the wedding like you you wanted to make yeah. sure you organize right right i, I right. think it's because we, and we talked about this when we had the phone call mm -hmm. a few days ago that moms are used to uh organizing all the milestones yeah. of their child's yeah, life it's true yeah so it's we really are. hard for i i understand it's really hard for you to like mm -hmm. back up and hey wait it is. But it's like one of the most important ones but, it, it really is yeah. because <laughs> you know i have to and actually, my daughter said this, and so, and it really stuck with me. And so, I, I try to make sure I, I say that to other parents: is we had our wedding. This is their wedding, so we have to try to really. I really advise moms of both bride and groom to remember that as much as possible. Like we had our wedding, we had it how we wanted it. This is their wedding day. Let's you know, support them in their vision and their wants. And it doesn't mean that our opinions or advice doesn't matter because it does, but just don't over push it and make it such a huge deal that it now becomes stressful and argumentative. And people are like, no, because what's going to happen is you're going to start causing problems between the couple. You know, it's going to be, well, your mom this or your mom that. And, and it's just not good. It's not a good way to, to enter into the wedding and into the marriage with conflict of the couple because of the parents. So this is a really good practice point to say, you know what? Our kids are getting married. They are now starting their own life as husband and wife. And we need to kind of now support that new relationship and that marriage by stepping back. And the best way to start practicing that is when it comes to the wedding planning. It really is a good practice to start doing that and stepping back a little bit from that relationship. Okay. I, I, I feel like the parents who step in and don't back down are the mm -hmm. parents who 
have been organizing the birthday parties of their kids mm -hmm. ever since they were little. Right. And then right. when they turned 21, they couldn't organize it because they're in Vegas and they came right. back really, really drunk and they're now they're traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Probably they're like, wait a minute, I didn't get a hand in this. Exactly. Yeah. The last time you threw a party, it was garbage. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, and I get it. Trust me, I get it more than anybody. This is like one of the biggest moments in your kid's life and in your life for the whole family. This is a big deal. It really is. And I, I totally understand it and I sympathize with it. But at the same time, you know, we have to, as parents, and this is coming from someone who's very controlling, plans everything, you know, and is a planner. This is what I do for a living. So I, I totally get it, the frustration and how hard it is. But at the end of the day, this is their wedding and this is their marriage they're entering into. And we really, as, as parents, really need to be there and support that relationship and that vision. And just, again, it's something to be celebrated and not argued about like celebrate it even if you're you know even if they have some wild ideas you could be like well are you sure how about if we tone it down here or there that's great but if it starts getting into arguments or conflicting and people are getting hurt and upset is it really worth it it's not worth it no. it really isn't you you want to be able to look back and smile mm -hmm. yeah you everything. do especially mm -hmm. if you get photos and videos and you watch it we always tell the bride, you know, on that day, you're the bride and the groom. You're not the coordinator. Right. You're right. not in charge of the guests if they're, exactly. if they're lost. That's not your mm -hmm. job. Mm -hmm. So you make sure that uh, you, you, you want to make sure that when you watch the videos and look at the photos, right. it, mm -hmm. it's just really all really great memories. Yeah. And I'm sure you can see that. I mean, you're behind the camera, so oh, yeah. I'm sure you could always tell when someone's not happy and when somebody genuinely is happy for the couple and for the day. I, it, it, it shows in people's faces and emotions. It really does. Yeah. And there's a reason why that's the, we always tell the couples, you know, we, we film you with from afar with long lenses. Right. So you, you were zoomed in and we could see your eye twitching. We know you're stressed <laughs> out. So, you know, just... Just relax, have a champagne right. while you're getting ready yeah. or something. Just there's a reason for that because when you were saying that, you know, the parents they need to just back up and you know enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. If they still couldn't, that's why I always, that's why I always, um, I'm a huge advocate of open bars. At <laughs> <laughs> Let's get them drunk. Yeah, just drink. <laughs> work both ways they can be really friendly and happy or they can be really ugly drunks <laughs> so far so good i've i've done 550 weddings i've never good. seen a drunk uh parent that was oh, angry they were always good. happy they were neither just... have i but <laughs> yes fingers Watch, crossed we'll get one the next time <laughs> fingers crossed i hope not turn the camera the other way <laughs> <laughs> so i i want to ask you because um, we were talking about the guest list, right? Right, right. What advice can you give people about the guest okay. list? Because that's like it's, a huge... It's huge. Yeah. It really is. But before you answer that, I really want to talk about the Facebook group that we started that is exclusively for couples who are planning their wedding. 
No wedding vendors allowed. Actually, there'll be a few hand-picked ones to moderate, but they're pro, so they won't be nasty. That way, you can really be honest and ask any question. We can talk about budgeting, venues, tips, tricks, recipes. You can even vent about your mom. No judgment. Only request is, be nice to everybody. Our goal is to help you plan a wedding, not regret having one. Alright? Just click on the group's link in the show notes and we'll hope to see you there. Now, what was your answer to my question? Well, one, your guest list is really going to depend on several things. How much, what's your budget? That's huge. You know, what is your venue costing, per, your venue meals costing? You know, so that's all going to be part of your budget. And how many can your venue accommodate comfortably? So once you figured all that out, I always say, you know, you don't want to re-meet relatives on your wedding day. You're not going to have time to talk to them. You're really not going to be able to visit with them. So if you really haven't been in contact with somebody and they haven't been a part of your life, even if they're your first or second cousin, but they don't even know you're engaged, you're not really obligated to invite them because one, they don't even know you're engaged. So their feelings not going to get hurt. And if their feelings are hurt, well, that's just on them. You really, this is a celebration. This is a big deal for you guys. Mm. And you want the people there that love you, who know you, who've been a part of your life, who know your journey with your new husband or wife. They've experienced it. They've watched you, you know, they've watched this relationship grow from dating to boyfriend and girlfriend to now engaged to now husband and wife. Because these are the same people that are most likely going to still be in your life and support that marriage. If you haven't seen Uncle Joe in five years, why is Uncle Joe going? You know, and again, it goes back to parents, you know, where, but I've known, I've played bingo with her for 15 years. She knows all about you getting married. She should go. Well, I don't know. I, I, I mean, that's something that they would have to figure out, but the bride and groom isn't going to meet your parents' friends that they've never met before, or maybe have met once or twice in their lifetime. They're not going to re-meet them at their wedding and hang out and get to know them. So they're just spending extra money on someone they don't know. And that's really not fair to ask of a bride and groom. So how do you feel about or how do you handle if the parents are paying for the wedding? If the parents are paying for the wedding, you know, that's that one's a little. And they want to invite everyone. (laughs) Right. You know, I I pretty much would still kind of stick to those guns. It's like, that's great. Thank you so much for being so generous for paying for our wedding and find a compromise, like give them then like, okay, you can have 10 people. So let's say each group, each side of the parents get 10 friends that they want to invite that the couple doesn't know. That's 20 extra people. You know, that can be up to $3,000 more almost a person. So I think find that happy medium compromise, but just because a parent or somebody else is paying for the wedding does not give them carte blanche to just make all the decisions and have all this say in it because at the end of the day, it's still the couple's wedding and they should be celebrating it with people that are close to them. And that's not to say parents can't invite old good friends of theirs because it's an important occasion for families too. We know, you know, in the Hispanic culture, as well as in the Filipino culture, it's extremely important. You know, those those friend relationships are like family relationships. And it's very important that everybody share everything. But 
again, take the couple's thoughts into consideration. You know, they're not going to meet them that day. And it's just money, especially, yeah, it, it's really hard. But I would say just keep that communication and talk to them and come up with a nice, happy medium where everybody is at least good with the decision. Maybe not fully happy, but they're good with the decision. I'm, You know, I'm glad that I got married here because... <laughs> I bet we, you are. <laughs> we had we had a uh, 120 uh guest uh okay. minimum and right. we only invited like 100 people. Okay. So we had to like call people like hey you need to go to the wedding and it, they're friends so it's okay. Right right right. But then if we if we got married in the Philippines we'd probably have 800 people in our wedding. I believe it. Well, <laughs> I I don't know about in the Filipino culture but very common in the Hispanic culture especially if they are not originally from the from the US is it's and I've seen it happen you show up at a wedding and the person that was invited has invited other people with them and takes them to the wedding and yep. you're like who the heck are these people? So now you're trying to find a seat for them and is there enough food for them? So just really try to be as, you know, as a guest, even who's invited, be respectful to the couple. They, you know, they didn't plan for an extra five people to show up because you decided, oh, my friend is in town. I'm bringing them with me or my cousin's coming. I told him, let's go to this wedding. Like we talked about earlier, weddings today are not like they used to be. When we were young, we used to crash weddings all the time. <laughs> But it was no big deal because everything was like in the hall. Um, people were cooking the food. So it wasn't, they were very different, a lot of the weddings than they are today. So it wasn't uncommon that we'd crash weddings back then. I know. Can you believe it? We would crash weddings. But um, you just can't do that now. It's just, you just shouldn't do that as a guest. Yeah. I, I remember growing up because in the Philippines, we're uh, used to when there's a major event in your life, you feed mm -hmm. the village. Right. Like you invite everyone from, right. but then, you know, it, everything started to modernize. There's mm -hmm. like uh, mm -hmm. subdivisions now and blah, blah, right. blah. But so it's just funny because I guess we were crashing weddings too before. Because <laughs> we, <were. laughs> we didn't know who the couple was, but we exactly. were like eating. And so, yeah, times have changed. It, they have changed. And you just, you just can't, you know safety liability just so many things behind it now you know liability years ago like i said i've been married forever and a day and we didn't you had professional vendors but it wasn't anything like it is today it wasn't as strict like they didn't have to have insurance they didn't have to you know have they, there wasn't so much a worry at a at a venue or at a hall so to speak um about how many people would be in there so but now you know it's so much different. Venues are, you know, only can accommodate so many and, you know, vendors and, and the meals, you just can't bring it on a caterer. Oh, guess what? We have 20 extra people <laughs> on the day of the wedding. And there's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, yeah. So uh, I remember um, I always liked, I, I always liked it when couples, uh, really, really go through their guest list, like they filter people out. Because mm -hmm. the, if there's one thing that breaks my heart is when people leave after eating at a wedding, right. and it, it's like an expensive wedding. I'm like, oh. yes, they yes. they don't even care to party and dance right. with a couple right. because they don't right. know who they are. Exactly, and that's what sucks. Is you pay in California, you pay eighty dollars per person to eat, right? And, Easily. 
they just yeah, some, sometimes some, more. Yeah. yeah, most of the time more. Most Unless, of the time more. Exactly when you add everything in, and yeah. you know, um, this isn't. You know, it's just you. You just really need to be considerate of that yeah. for the couple, for whoever's even paying for it. You just need to be considerate of that cost. So th- now I want to ask you. Um, you, you've, you, we've already talked about this, but what's like the best advice you could give to couples to handle the moms? Because usually oh, dads man. are chill, right? They, they're like, whatever your mom says, just do it, because <laughs> they don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> exactly, just, just go with it. You know, it's a day. Um, I really tell them just talk, keep that communication. Don't get into an argument because arguments aren't going to get you anywhere, but just really listen, listen to what's important to them and ask them, why is this so important to you? And once you find out why it's so important, you might change your mind. Like on the bride and the groom side, you know, I'm asking parents to, to let go and let them have their wedding and compromise and just, uh, you'll be supportive, but the couples need to do that too, because your wedding is just as important to your parents as it is to you. This is a huge thing. And they're very proud. They're very excited. It's emotional. Um, and they're, you know, there's a lot going on and they want to celebrate it. So have that conversation with them. Have several, several conversations because you're going to have them throughout the whole planning process. Things are going to come up and just talk to them. You know, if they're really insistent on something, find out why is it so important? And then really, is it that big of a deal if you if you give into a few things, like, is it going to change the outcome of the day? Is it going to drastically change your vision? Is it going to drastically change the budget? If it's not, and it's something that is just that important to your parents, you know, give them that. They, they raised you all these years. They invested a lot of time and emotion and everything. And yeah, that's what we do as parents. That's just how, that's just part of the job. So give them something because it's, it is important to them and everybody can, I mean, at the end of the day, as we all know, being in the wedding business, you are still going to be just as married at the end of the day, whether you had, you know, the purple flowers or the pink flowers, you're still married at the end of the day and everybody's still celebrated with you. So if it's something that is not that, drastic of a change for you go for it just let them have it you know it's an important day for them too okay so that that would that is really my advice for brides and for grooms as well so my biggest fear <laughs> <laughs> whenever uh whenever a couple says okay i'll 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 just do it just so she stops mm-hmm. asking for more my right. biggest fear and my experience from other couples <laughs> is that better hope she's not watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, my biggest fear is that, yeah, she's going to do this one time and she, she's never g- going to ask for anything else. But in reality, it doesn't really stop. Like True. you give, you give yeah. your, you give your, uh, you give them the ball and they're going <laughs> to take it straight, you know, right. She, they're gonna dunk it Kobe style and just yeah. So the, I, I agree. I so, hear you. So it's 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 a real fear, right? Yeah, okay. it is. So what? I, I hear you. 
And so, you know, and I hate bringing in ethnicness, but it's just so much more common <laughs> in in minority families. It just is just that's just the way it is. It's the culture. It and um, so we've experienced it. I still experience it today with my mother. Okay. <laughs> I was just gonna say <laughs> you've been day. you've been a daughter too, and now you're a mom. So I exactly. would love it if. <laughs> If we could settle that, at least, you know, it's it's yeah. probably not going to be right. solved, but it is an it issue, is right? It is so, an issue. And, mm-hmm. and it's scary. So I, for, for myself, I feel like if my mom, I'm already married, but if my right, mom right. wants to do something for a wedding, like right. it needs to be like this and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And I throw her a number like, okay, okay. yeah, we could do it. Pay, right. But you have to pay for it because we don't have any money. Right, right. Is that good advice or what? Do you have any other advice? Um, if it's financially <laughs> going to be a struggle, then yeah. It's like, hey, if you're able to help with the additional cost, then great, we can do it. But also remember, draw that line. Like, I hear you. You give them a little bit and then they want even more. The next time, next week, they're saying, hey, but what about this? What about that? That's where it's super important that you still keep that communication very open and you stick to your guns. Like I'm doing this because it's important to you, not so much to me, but because I love you and you're important in my life and it's important to you. I we're okay with it to, you know, so that you're happy and have a part of this that reflects you. But also you have to make it clear that, it's still your wedding and the rest of other decisions are going to be your guys's and you're happy to talk to them and get their advice and their opinions, but it doesn't necessarily mean you ha- that you're going to follow it or, or take it. So just keeping that communication and knowing when to draw the line, that's really important because if you don't draw the line, like I mentioned earlier, now, when is that line drawn? You don't want them involved in everything in your life all the time. You want to share all these experiences and happy moments once you're married. And you want to ask their advice and opinion when it comes to your relationship or whatever. You don't want to share too much of your relationship, though. Not too many of your problems with your parents because us parents remember these things. Yeah. And so when you're all happy together, we're still pissed off at whoever was acting bad. <laughs> so you don't want to share too much, but learn how, where to draw that line. Okay. You know, that, that, so it's just clear and just feelings are going to get hurt, not because you do it intentionally, but you have to be okay with maybe their feelings are a little hurt and maybe they're a little upset with you. Trust me, they're going to get over it. We always get over it. Maybe not right away, but we get over it. I we love really- that. I love that advice. <laughs> you get over it. Yeah, because time will heal it and we're family. That's what exactly. families do. We argue, we bicker, yeah. but at the end of the day, you're still my mom, I'm still your son. It, yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You you know where to where you know the battles you're willing to fight and the battles that aren't worth fighting. And I you know, I always ask, I feel like couples should do this too, like with my mom. If she wants to do mm-hmm. something and we already have something set to do that day, not necessarily right. the wedding. And I tell, right. I, I always ask her, is it going to ruin your day if we don't do it? Because we already right. have this. And yeah. she's going to be like, no. Yeah. So that's, that brings them down a little bit. I feel like that mm-hmm. like, is it going to ruin the wedding for you? You're not going to talk to the guests if we don't get married right. in church, you know, stuff like that. Cause you're, eventually they're going to, I feel like, 
as parents, mm-hmm. w- you make sure that everyone's having fun. Mm-hmm. But also yeah. at the back of your mind, you care what they think. Right? Ab- you absolutely do. Because so, you, you know, as the, as the parents of the bride, you are officially like the hosts. So you want everybody to have a good time. You want it to be a beautiful day. You want it to be a good experience. And yeah, in the back of your mind, you're always worried. Did they like it? Did they have a good time? Did they like the food? Trust me. I was thinking the same thing, you know, we're reflecting back the next day. We're like, Oh man, I sure hope everybody liked the food. You know, it was, it ended up being a little colder in the evening than it should have been for the time of year that it was. (laughs) But that's what happens when you have an outdoor wedding though. You can't predict the weather. So um, that was a little, disappointing because people were cold but at the end of the day it was a beautiful wedding everybody had a great time nobody got sick <laughs> oh, so <good> <laughs> um so yeah you just you you do you do worry as parents like because you are hosting yeah so mm-hmm. i guess the morals of the story is invite everyone who's happy for you who has right. touched your lives as a couple yeah. as a couple and Make sure you just have fun because right. I mm-hmm. always tell the I always tell the couples, you know, you, you do these things. It's weddings are a production and you mm-hmm. have, yeah, you have to treat, you really have to treat it that way that mm-hmm. you have to communicate with every single aspect of lights, DJ, mm-hmm. photographer. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. even the parents, the cast, you have to talk right. to right. everyone. Right. So I always tell them that when the wedding's done. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing that you take home, oh, the only thing that guests will remember is mm-hmm. the food and the DJ, right? Because it's so true. Yeah, because they they're that them having fun is going to be the gauge of how it, awesome the exactly. wedding was. Yep, yeah. I tell them the same thing. They're going to just remember what a fun, beautiful day it was. They are not even going to remember the sign you had at the welcome mm-hmm. sign. They're not going to remember the petals on the aisle. They're not going to remember half the words you guys said to each other, but they're going to remember celebrating this awesome day with you and how happy you guys looked and that they were well-fed and they had a heck of a time dancing, yes. you know, and, and that's where it's good. Well, like you were saying, you know, communicating with everybody and that's where it's so important with, you know, at least a coordinator is they're handling all that communication between everybody. So the couple, the parents, everybody just has a good old time and they don't have to worry about, I got to go tell the DJ this, or I got to go tell the videographer we're moving over here. You know, it's like, just go have a good time. Let your professional vendors that you hired deal with it because that's what we, that's what we do. We do these weddings on a regular basis. Oh yeah. And you know, the only thing you take home are photos and video. Yeah. It's yep. Photos and videos. And that is just like key is you are going to look back at that for years and years and years to come. Um, I, we did not have a professional photographer for our wedding. Oh no. (laughs) "No." (laughs) That's a long story. That's a whole other show to be honest (laughs) with you. (laughs) And it's a heck of a story, but I still look back at every so often at our little wedding album with our Kodak camera people who are taking pictures. (laughs) And while they're not the best pictures, there's still memories to look back on. So to your point and video now, oh my gosh, video is awesome now because you can just relive those emotions again when you see it and you hear the music that you guys put together to it. It's just, yeah, video and photos 
forever. Yes. Oh, yeah. Whenever I talk to couples and they're like, oh, we don't really have budget for video. But I'm like, but you're throwing a wedding. It's a party. Mm -hmm. you, that's the only Find like, it in the budget. Find like your parents, budget. your grandparents. That's the one time you're going to hear them speak from the mm -hmm. heart. Absolutely. And it's going to be captured on video. Like you yes. never. Yeah, that's for me. I never take anything for granted now. Right. Uh, no. Especially like and the yeah. past two years. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, to your point, when you said that's when you're going to hear them speak, you're so right on that because, you know, years down the line, if grandma or grandpa said something and maybe they've already passed away, you forget what their voice sounds like. Yep. So when you look back and you hear it, it just brings all new beautiful memories again, yeah. you know? So I, I agree with you. It's so important to have that, that your the voice, the sound of their voice. I remember before we finish, I remember um, this new movie coming out um, from Pixar. It's called, uh, um, let me see. It's mm -hmm. called Onward. And the, the director, yes. Because I think the storyline is yes. he heard a recording of his dad and then they, they go on a quest to bring their dad for like Try an hour or something. Here. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So the director, I found out that the story of the director was him and his brother found a recording of their dad's voice because their dad passed away when they, he was, they were young. Right. They found a recording of their dad's voice saying hello and goodbye. That's it. Oh, and from yeah. that. They made a story out of it. They made a mm -hmm. Hollywood movie. And that's how right. big of an impact audio and video and photos are. Because mm -hmm. those are the only things that will preserve your memories. Absolutely. Yeah. And and definitely it's a tearjerker movie for me. I'll be there. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I, I love crying. I don't know why. <laughs> so well, You know, I cry at every wedding. Every wedding. And funny enough, and I know we're wrapping up. Funny enough, I cry at every wedding I'm at because I just love watching them walk down the aisle. And when they first see each other, I just love those moments. But I didn't cry at my daughter's wedding. Funny, isn't that? But I think because I was just so in, so wrapped up in just everything that was just the day. But it was later that night as we caught home and we just reflected back on the day that I just start like waterworks. I'm like, oh, oh my God. I believe she got married but yeah it, it, it's funny that you should say that because i cried every wedding except for my daughters during the day it was after the fact that everything was like done and over with i was like ah, we did it <laughs> we survived <laughs> you know i i still choke up at weddings especially when we edit the videos like oh, that's, I bet. that's my gauge when the video is good like when I'm yeah. watching it, I'm like, okay, this is, this is perfect. Yeah. I, I know when I see trailers that you guys put post, I don't even know the couple. I wasn't even involved with that, with whatever wedding is, but I'm seeing the post. I'm like, I'm crying anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. Making mom cry. Exactly. And I will cry at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that should be like a profession, like someone professional. I, crying. Be. Actually, I, know. <laughs> I should be a professional crier. Just hire me to be the professional crier at your wedding. <laughs> Okay, so that's that's a really good interview. I love that we talked about all the I love that you're honest and <laughs> I I would love it actually I would love it first if you tell the listeners and the viewers how to reach you if they have any questions okay. or if they're interested yeah. in um going to your service. Okay. Well, a couple of ways. Uh email is always a great way to reach me, which is events by Maria at outlook.com. 
They can also reach me and uh, see, learn about me on my website, which is www.eventsbymaria.net. There you can also find many of the blogs and they can even read my journey that I journaled and blogged about with my daughter's wedding coming along called Whose Wedding Is It Any Anyway When You're the Planner and the Mom? So they can kind of follow that story. And of course, always by phone, 951-551-4378. Yeah. And pretty quick yeah thank you we will we'll put all those information in the notes in the mm -hmm. under the video in the uh, notes section mm -hmm. so maria i i admire your candor and thanks for your honesty i love that you started a podcast to help others plan their their wedding properly right you know it's an it's an extra service that you're not even getting paid for but that's right. what i love about it because it shows your heart and it shows the value that people will get from hiring you and, you know, uh, listening to you. It shows right. your dedication. And I'm really, really inspired by what you're doing. So don't Thank stop you. spreading the happiness. I won't. Thank you. And, you know, just I forgot to that mention that podcast is um, from the ring to everything, which is on all uh, platforms that you can listen to podcasts on. So thank you for um, having me on and let me just chat away. <laughs> This was such a fun conversation. I, I feel like I have closure now. <laughs> thank you so much. All the best to you. All right. Thank you. That's the interview. And I hope you learned something today. Feel free to reach out to our guest if you have any questions by clicking on their link in the show notes. This episode of the How to Wedding Podcast is done. But be sure to hit subscribe to our podcast to keep you up to date. Share this to someone who'll need it. And join the Facebook group to keep the discussion going. See you next time. And don't forget, if we're going to get lost... <laughs>